0: Welcome back to the NBA's Jump Ball Podcast. It's been a couple weeks since we've been on. We took a nice long break since there wasn't really much happening in the NBA, so we figured this would be our one time to do that before the season starts to get going with uh, training camp starting in the next couple weeks. Tyler, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited to be back. Uh, it's a nice little time off here. Um, excited for training camp to get, to get started here pretty soon.
0: Yeah, so we'll jump right into the. Oh, well, first of all, let me let me talk about. So, if you follow us on Twitter, we've been having a little reveal of who our special guest is going to be on the podcast. We said he was going to be on this episode, but um, things are not going to happen for this episode. We're gonna we're gonna wait till the end of training camp before he gets on there because we want our boy James Blackman, friend of the program, to do as well as possible and possibly make that. Uh, 15-man roster for the 76ers. I know he's uh, kind of close friend of yours. What? Uh, anything you want to say about that, Tyler?
1: No, man. I'm happy for him. Uh, he's worked uh, all his life to, to get to where he is now. Uh, I just hope it works out for him. I think he's in a good situation, so we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, so... Next couple weeks, we should have him on when, when, when things start going, whether he makes the NBA roster or he's on the G League team. We'll, we'll get him on, and we'll have a nice conversation with him. But going into things, number 15. There's a lot of people I hate that wear the number 15, and there's a lot of people I like that wear the number 15. But my favorite number 15 would probably be Vince Carter. I mean, what can you say about Vince Carter that everyone doesn't know? I'd put him in. Is a top seven, top eight shooting guard of all time. He, I I really wish I was into basketball more when he was in his like heyday, because looking back at like mixtapes of him or watching old games of him, he he was an outstanding player, and I wish him and T Mac would have stayed together a little bit longer in Toronto because I think things could have been special up there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, my number fifteen is. One of those guys that you hate, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do it anyway. It's my boy Carmelo. Uh, been getting a lot of disrespect here lately, especially with these last rankings coming out. He's not I don't think he wears 15 now, but he was 15 with the the Nuggets, which is when I really love I loved watching him as a player. Uh, Carmelo uh, is one of the most talented offensive players we've seen, um, especially in our generation. So that's my pick
0: yeah i I don't even know what to say to you right now, I mean,
1: and also I mean he did carry that Syracuse team that championship you gotta i mean come on now that's that's no that's no easy task either
0: no, but just him in the last like five years has been the worst thing in basketball because every well it's starting to go the way where no one thinks he's that good anymore, <laughs> but for the longest time, people talked how he was like one of the top three best players in the NBA and that was never a thing he's always been a great scorer I'll give you that but to say he was a top three player in the league at any point in his career is dissing on the real superstars of the NBA
1: who, who said he was top three ever I'd say he was top ten but not that i want to go top three I,
0: I, I just remember him being the conversation as being one of the best players in the NBA like, when he, when he first went to the Knicks, when it was going to be him what? and Amari and...
1: Well, I mean, when he was with the Nuggets, he was pretty damn good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, I'd say he was top 10. He, did t- he has been to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, that's that's not easy to do.
0: Once. He was there once.
1: I mean, more than Chris Paul's ever been. Well,
0: you know my feelings on Chris Paul. I don't like Chris Paul either, so... I'm just saying,
1: uh, Chris Paul's I, top ten player according to the ranking. So
0: I don't agree with that in any way, but um, we'll just go into things. Get over this fifteen talk. So the ESPN top one hundred list came out, and I have a problem with a lot of it, including the Melo thing. I have a huge problem with the Melo thing. I mean, I I definitely don't like Melo, but to disrespect him and put him as the sixty fourth best player in the NBA is almost laughable.
1: I mean, I, I was going to say, at least you will say that. That's just flat-out disrespect.
0: It, it's it's literally laughable watching that list come out. I mean, is Lonzo just one spot ahead of him, if I remember correctly? Yep. But come on, man. He hasn't even played a game in the NBA, and Melo's, what, top 15 score of all time?
1: Yeah, I mean, he was a, he was an all-star last year. I mean, so... <laughs> I don't understand that.
0: Why Why do you think they have him ranked so low? I want to hear your reasoning behind that.
1: Honestly, I think it's just because he's the Knicks have been, uh, honestly, just an embarrassment to the league last, especially like whenever Phil got there, so what, three or four years ago. And anyone affiliated with the Knicks, I feel like, is just going to get a bad rap. And Carmelo, uh, I feel like, has gotten – most of the blame for it when I think it should mostly go to Phil and because of that I don't know he, they, they, I guess the the ranking he's fallen lower and lower uh, from the rankings every year um, but I honestly 63 like I I don't know I don't understand how they got he got that high
0: <laughs> no yeah I definitely don't understand it either I mean just looking at some of the players he's ranked ahead of is Absolutely disgusting I mean i'm I'm looking at the list right now. they have Eric Gordon as a better player than Carmelo Anthony. He's a smaller less athletic less talented player and he's ranked ahead of him plays as much defense as Melo, but that's that's pretty bad. I'm trying to look at other names. My computer's loading really slow um,
1: I, I mean look he's not the same player he's obviously older now, but if you go through that list, I mean, you can't tell me that you pick like all 62 of those players ahead of him over Carmelo. Like, I don't care how old he's getting. He's, the, the man still averaged 23 points last year. I mean, he's still got some game. And if he was put in a better situation, I feel that uh, it wouldn't be like that. But I don't know.
0: I mean, I, as as much as I like Marcus Smart... To have Marcus Smart and Carmelo Anthony one player apart in the rankings of the NBA just seems like there should be a little bit wider gap in between that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he doesn't even start for his own team. So, I mean. Well,
0: there's a lot of starters that, or I mean, a lot of bench players that are better than Melo, but I still don't. I still don't
1: know. Uh, I,
0: I could think of a few. Well, but,
1: Eric Gor- Eric Gordon was Sixth Man of the Year, and you're saying he wasn't better than him.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think Eric Gordon also had a breakout year last year that no one expected for him. So his he jumped so high, so he won that award. I mean, he was the or, I mean Sixth Man of the Year, but I would say Lou Williams is probably better for his team right now than
1: than uh, Carmelo Anthony is for his team, I guess. But again. I think if he was put in a better situation, then uh, it, it would work out. Things would work out a lot better for him.
0: I mean, Danny Green's ranked ahead of Mello and that that, that <laughs> did 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 Danny Green have that big of a year to jump from last year's rank of 100 to this year's rank of 59th?
1: Like what? I didn't, he, didn't, he didn't. He did He didn't have that great of a year last year as a thing either. Yeah, like, I did, That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. I, I like to know who like who does these rankings. Because... ESPN
0: writers, ESPN writers. I mean, yeah. Well, Malcolm Brogdon doesn't start for his team, and he's ranked 56th. So, but I like Malcolm Brogdon. I like him a lot. I think he'll be.
1: A yeah, I think uh, good player
0: from that class.
1: Middleton uh, from from Milwaukee was like a top 30 player. I'm like,
0: and he played like 13 games last year.
1: Yeah, like, where'd he get that at?
0: Uh, dude, this, th- a lot of this stuff on this list makes no sense to me. I mean, Robert Covington's ranked ahead of, let's see here, he's ranked ahead of Andrew Wiggins, Harrison Barnes, Avery Bradley, um, Devin Booker, and then Carmelo Anthony. How much sense does that make? Robert Covington, None. dude. Like, what has he ever done?
1: Couldn't tell you, man. (laughs) He's been in the league a little while. I mean, that's about it.
0: He probably made the biggest jump. He went from 162nd last year to 55th. Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good player, but I don't think he's better than anyone I just listed.
1: No, I agree.
0: It says you can make a case that that no truly impact player flies under the radar more than Covington. Though he was named on just nine of ninety-nine media ballot for all defense consideration, Covington led all non-bigs in defensive real plus-minus last season. But I—I I guess he had a good year. I—I I don't know, man. It just seems a little weird.
1: I—I I mean, look. To me, it comes down to if you have two of those guys that you're, you're you have to pick. Like, who would you pick? him or Carmelo? To me, no brainer, Carmelo. But.
0: The thing is, I don't really understand about this. These rankings is—is is it like building for the future? Is it like involved into it, or is it just like players that are going to be like this year? That's like something else I don't really understand.
1: I don't either. I think I think a lot of it's based on how it was, how they played last year. Because uh, I mean, you can't you can't really. Maybe maybe some of it goes into this year, but how can you really factor in this year? I mean, maybe that's. Maybe if they're maybe that's why Mello was ranked so high, or put so high at the list. Maybe they're thinking, well, he's gonna be 33, 34. Maybe he's just not gonna he's gonna take a step back. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I I guess I I any I just place don't for the mix. Really, I just don't understand it, man. I I'm about to get into my biggest rant about this entire list. Mello wasn't even the number one thing on my list, but. Some of this stuff just does not make sense, and I know in the end it doesn't really matter, but still.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing I had a problem with is Draymond Green at number ten. Your boy, no way in hell I'm, I'm having him as a top ten player. I don't care what anyone says. I still think he's just a he's lucky as hell to be on that team. You put him on an air team, he's not. He he couldn't carry a team like a top ten player is like a franchise player that could like carry a team at least to be a in playoff contention and he's not that kind of guy i
0: i disagree with you in a top 10 player has to be that i think the top 10 player just has to be the best top 10 player for his team and and he's draymond green he's literally not, he's makes the, the warriors best player
1: on that team
0: no i well yeah i understand there's two players ranked ahead of him for the warriors but
1: should he, be three
0: Hmm. I see. I don't know. I I think he makes more of an impact on his team than Klay Thompson does cuz if you got rid of Klay Thompson, you, they would still be fantastic. I mean, if you get rid of Draymond Green, he is the anchor to that defense. He's the he he runs the offense a lot, too, honestly.
1: Honestly, if you take Draymond off a team and put Iggy in there, I think I think it stays about the same.
0: No way, dude. No no Draymond Green is the captain of that team. He is the leader of that team.
1: So you're you're telling me right now, you have to pick uh, between Draymond and Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson, who had what a 37 point quarter. Like you're gonna take that guy over Klay Thompson, and he's he always guards the opposing team's best scorer. He's a he's a great defender too, and he's he's six seven can shoot, can do can do everything. If I take Draymond over
0: him. If I'm building a team around one of those players, I'd probably take Clay. Yeah, you're right in that. But I, I think Draymond Green's a more effective player for the Warriors than Clay, Just because of his role he plays for the team. Because Draymond Green can score two points a game and still win you a game. Clay Thompson can't do that, I don't think.
1: I don't know. I mean, agree to disagree.
0: <laughs> but you, you know what I'm trying to say. Like honestly,
1: no, I, I get what you're saying. Look, I mean, and I, I will say, for that, for his team, he, you're right. He, he, uh, carries like he's the reason that they're they, they're so, they play so well defensively. He's the captain of the team. He gets in everybody, and everyone listens to him. But I still say, if you put him on any other team. I just don't think he would have the impact he would. I mean, Clay, you can put him on any team, and he's gonna, he's always gonna be, he's gonna get buckets for you, and he's gonna always guard the opposing team's best uh, scorer, and he'd have the same amount of impact as he would as he does with the Warriors.
0: I'm not comparing Melo and Clay at all to each other because I honestly think Clay is a ten times better player than than Melo ever was. But my thing is. You have to you have to add in that leadership as a thing because I mean look at look at Melo. Melo has some of the most unique skills in all of basketball offensively, but he doesn't have that leadership. I mean, he doesn't he just doesn't have that leadership role. He doesn't have that. I I don't really know what I'm trying to explain. He just doesn't seem to the clutch. He kind of has the clutch, I'd say, but he doesn't. He doesn't have, make
1: players. He doesn't make players around him better.
0: And, and Draymond Green makes every single player around him better.
1: I, I don't know. If you you could say that, but he has such – look who he's playing with. He's playing with Steph, KD, Clay. Like, those guys, I mean, me and you could be out there and th- throw those guys the ball and pat our pat assists up, man. Like, that's just – that's K, the KD way it. Just how it. I,
0: but, I mean, Steph was in the league for a few years before Draymond was on the team, and he wasn't near the player he was. I think Draymond has a big influence – on how well uh, Steph Curry has come out of things and become the two-time MVP, I think Draymond Green has a lot to do with that.
1: Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, look, yeah, exactly, I'll give you that. I mean, with his team, he is like he has definitely had a, a big impact. And if that's just strictly why he's a top ten player, I mean, I, I, the my look, my viewing of top ten players like basketball skill, and I'm sorry, but when you shoot, what do you shoot? Like thirty percent in the finals, and when they literally weren't even guarding him, like to me, that's just like. And I, look, I know there's more to basketball than scoring. I get that, but top ten, I just he's not a top ten player. There's easily ten guys that I would choose in this league easily over Draymond Green.
0: But can you say if it's based off last year? Can you name ten players that had a better year than him? I mean, he was Defensive Player of the Year. He was. Second team All NBA, I think he was second or third team All NBA. I'm not 100 percent sure, but can you name 10 players that had a better year than he did last year? If that's what this list is going off of.
1: I mean, I, I, mean, if I sat down, like, actually thought about it, I'm sure I could think of 10 guys. Yeah. Let's look at this, let me, let's just look at this list. I mean, look, obviously, look, LeBron, KD, Steph all had better years than him. Kawhi, James Harden, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he had a better year than him. Uh, John Wall, Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know, man. Like Gordon Hayward. I mean, no, probably not Gordon Hayward, but um, did I say Anthony Davis?
0: All right, we're going to go into something real quick. We're going to take a break from this list. I want you to name your top ten players, and I'll name my top ten players. Let's hear it. In order, from one to ten. In order? Yep.
1: Okay. Uh, I would say LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph. Uh, It's either Russell Westbrook or James Harden. You could flip those two for five and six. Um, Anthony Davis at seven. Um, Let's see. uh, I would say. I would take – I I would put Giannis at eight. Put Giannis at eight. And um, just looking at it down the road here. Um, number nine, I would say maybe – I'd put John Wall at number nine. And then for ten, I would probably say – Either I put Kyrie or or Clay at, at ten.
0: Kyrie or Clay.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. It's an interesting number ten. I mean,
1: well, well, I, I, you could put. I was gonna put maybe Paul George, but I don't know. He. Look, I mean, he's a great player. He's a great talent, but he's kind of he's kind of one of those guys. I don't know if he can if he's a great leader. I, I, th- I mean, just strictly off his talent, he's top 10 player, but um, as far as leadership qualities and all that, I don't know if he has that.
0: Interesting. So, so my top 10, we have the same first three. It's Clay, I, I mean, uh, LeBron, KD, and Kawhi. And then number four, I'd have Russ. Number five, James Harden, number six. I'd probably put them ahead of Steph. Yeah, number six. I'd give to Steph. Seven. See, this is where it gets tough. is like the seventh to ten. It's just cause yeah. That's so where many, I was struggling. There's so Especially many so, names. We haven't
1: really we haven't really sat down and talked and looked at it.
0: Seven. I'd probably put John Wall. Then eighth. I'm going to go with Carl Anthony Towns. I love Carl Anthony Towns. I think I think he's going to jump about, to number 1 in the next like
1: 3 years. I thought about putting him in there, but I was, I, I thought I was just I would say just he's I think he's a year away from legitimately legitimately being a top 10 player.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I would choose him over Anthony Davis 10 times out of 10 just because of like durability. It seems like Anthony Davis <laughs> has been hurt a lot lately.
1: I'll give you that, but if if they're not getting hurt at all, I'm taking AD.
0: Mm, I don't know, but then but then I'd have AD at nine, and then Giannis at ten. Giannis is really f- freaking good too. Yeah, I mean,
1: so I mean we're 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 pretty similar. I mean, the only thing we were kind of different I was the t- was our tenth. I mean, I had Kyrie or Clay.
0: That's another okay. I have a couple other things I want to talk about with that ESPN top one hundred list. I am. It is disrespectful to put uh, Kyrie Irving. I think he was at
1: 22. Let me see. He was at, well, the list I'm looking at, he's at 21.
0: Oh, no. ESPN's list, he's at 25.
1: What kind of hell? What
0: what is that?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't tell you that one. (laughs) He Uh, dropped
0: 10 spots from last year. Like, it says, close your eyes and imagine Irving dancing with The Rock and then scoring in the step back. Um, I It doesn't have a reason why he dropped from 15th to 25. That doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Maybe, I don't know. Again, so let, let's say they, because we don't really know what they're factoring in. So what if they were factoring into this year? He's not playing with LeBron anymore. So maybe think, they think he'll have a. A bit of a down year. I don't know. I, think, I don't think. I, I think he'll have a good year.
0: I think he'll have a better year.
1: Yeah, but I'm just saying. You know, I don't know what they're factoring into it. Like, I don't. I'm trying. I'm just trying to think of why he dropped.
0: Yeah, it it literally doesn't make any sense to me because twenty five for somebody who went out and dominated in. All the playoffs, the entire the entire year. I mean, he had a couple games where he'd disappear a little bit, but for the most part, he dominated.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then, did they have Kyle Lowry ahead of Kyrie? Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a break. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have Kyle Lowry in the top thirty.
0: Yeah, neither. That's a one I I disagree with too. I mean. That is insane. And my biggest disagreement out of all of this list would have to be Nikola Jokic at 16. That is – I don't think Jokic is as good as everybody talks. (laughs)
1: Look, I think he's good, but, yeah, again, being at 16, that. That's a little too. That's a little too much. But let's hear what you, I want. I'm, I'm kind of wanting to hear what you have because you're going on your little rant here. Let's hear it.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he has a chance to be a really good NBA player. I think a lot of people have that thought. But he, he wasn't even in games in the last like two minutes last year because he can't play defense. They would have to take him out. I mean, he averaged 17 points and 10 rebounds a game, and you're telling me. He's better than Karl-Anthony Towns? I mean, Karl-Anthony Towns is ranked ahead of him, but Karl-Anthony Towns is up two double the amount he produces for a team. The
1: thing is, he's not even the best foreign player. Like, tell me right now, who you taking? Uh, Jokic or Kristaps Porzingis? I'm taking Kristaps Porzingis, not even thinking about it.
0: Oh, I, I am too. And, and to disrespect Boogie Cousins and have him ranked behind behind that for this year is terrible. I mean, Boogie Cousins averaged twenty seven point eight points a game last year with eleven rebounds and five assists. And he's ranked behind Jokic, who only averaged seventeen points a game and ten rebounds.
1: Honestly, this is why we can't really look in we can't look too far into detail of this, which we already are, but like this this list is like some of it's accurate, but you know Uh, more of it, more of it than not, is a joke to me because for, I mean, look, again, I'm just, I mean, like Kyle Lowry, like who is, and who in God's name would take Kyle Lowry over Kyrie Irving? And who would put, who else is on here? Uh, Rudy Gobert is at number 15. He had a good year last year, but (laughs) he's ahead of DeMarcus Cousins and uh, Mark Gasol, like, no way. I think no
0: he's, way. Better than Mark, he's better than Mark Gasol. No way.
1: Defensively, not for, not, yeah.
0: Not for his career, but for, for last year, he was definitely better than Mark Gasol. I
1: don't know about that.
0: I mean, he he was, he was second in Defensive Player of the Year voting. He was first-team All-NBA. He,
1: Which is a joke. No way he should have been first-team.
0: Who, who should have been over him. <laughs>
1: I don't know anyone. I mean any like DeMarcus Cousins? Like you see the way he had way better stat line than uh, Rudy Gobert did.
0: Uh I'm going to look up Rudy Gobert's stat line right now.
1: I mean he averaged I think 15 and maybe 8 or 9 something like that. I mean he had a good year but first team all NBA? No way. That's you got to have you got to big time numbers to be on that list.
0: Here, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. So last year he averaged fourteen points a game, on sixty six percent shooting. He averaged thirteen rebounds a game, and he also averaged three blocks and a steal a game. So I mean, he he's definitely up there.
1: <laughs> hey, you know what Dwight Howard averaged last year? Thirteen and twelve. He's not. He didn't make any. He wasn't even in discussion for All NBA team. And easy. guarantee, guarantee his field goal percentage was just as good as that.
0: Did you see that uh, uh, article in Sports Illustrated that came out today about Dwight Howard? uh. it was it was basically just talking about how he went from the everybody's favorite player in the NBA when he was in Orlando to being like everybody's biggest villain. It was it was a very interesting read. Sports Illustrated does a really good job with stories like that. You need to check it out.
1: I'll have to. What, what were all they saying? Just because he felt like he was like a team chemistry killer or what
0: yeah it was just basically how when he asked for a trade from orlando that everybody attacked him and basically made him look like the villain when really it it was things other than basketball as well i mean it was basketball too for sure but there, there was a lot of things outside of basketball that made him want to get traded and it was just it was, it's definitely an interesting read you need to check it out
1: it, the thing is like again last year he was like Probably his maybe his worst uh, year since he's been in the league, and he averaged 13 points, 12 rebounds, and over 60% shooting. If like a no name came out and had uh, for a big man and had that kind of year, then they'd probably be on an All NBA team. Like Rudy Gobert, like he had basically those stats, and he was first team All NBA. Like I know he was on a he was on a winning team too. I know that, but I'm just saying, you know.
0: Oh, no, yeah. But uh, also in the article, I mean, uh, Dwight Howard mentioned that he contemplated retiring after 2015 because he doesn't want to be that guy that everybody hates. And he said after that free agency year, he he just was kind of realized that nobody really likes him, and he didn't like that, and he thought about just, like, retiring and being done with basketball. Really? Yeah. But then he decided decided to go home. Well, hopefully – then he got I mean, traded. he's got another
1: <laughs> another fresh start, so hopefully this, this uh go around will work out for him. Yep, definitely.
0: All I right I saw your I saw
1: your tweet though, just real quick, that you think the Hornets are gonna be a sleeper team.
0: Yeah, I think they could be like a five or six seed, and I, I think they're they could knock off like I if they played the Raptors in the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat the Raptors.
1: I agree with
0: that. I mean, they're starting five. They have a good bench too. That's the thing. They have Kemba, who's he's secretly like one of the best point guards in the NBA. I mean, I'm not putting him ahead of like any of the big names, obviously, but he has stats every year. He averages 25 points a game and like six assists. I think he was an All Star last year too. Yeah, he, he he was an All Star the last couple of years, but he just doesn't play any defense, so he doesn't get any recognition from anybody. And he also plays in Charlotte, so. And right now the league's just filled with really good point guards, so it's kind of hard to get you get yourself talked about when there's the Russes and the Stephs and John Wall. Yep. Yeah, but they have him. They they have Nick Batum, who was a great signing from yeah, Portland. A solid player. Yeah, you're solid he, player. He's good all around. And then you have Michael Kidd-Gilchrist, who's people think he was a bust, but honestly, he's one of the best defensive players in the wing defenders in the NBA, and he he's athletic as shit, dude. He he takes the ball in and dunks that bitch a lot, but
1: I don't think he – yeah, I don't think he – I wouldn't say he's a bust. I mean, I think he's just the player everyone thought he was gonna be. He just can't Struggles he, shooting. Yeah, can't shoot the ball at all to save his life. But
0: but honestly, he's he's still been performed really well since he's been in the league. He's he's battled a couple of injuries, but other than that, he's been a pretty damn good player. And then you have Cody Zeller, you have Frank Kaminsky, you have Dwight Howard. And, then, the tank. and not even to mention their draft pick, they got one of the best picks in the draft this year because he fell back to him in Malik Monk. Malik Monk might win rookie of the year if he has a really good year. I mean, and he, and he can because he can score like no other player in this draft other than Dennis Smith, I'd say.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think he's in a good situation too because he's, he's on a good young team and he's going to play right away.
0: Yeah, and he's not going to be forced to do too much either. I mean, when you have
1: Kemba on your team, he he'll have the ball in his hand a
0: lot. So, you're not going to be like forced to have the ball in your hand all the time. So you you're not required to create and do all that stuff. So I think he could yeah, just Yeah, play- and, and he's
1: playing yeah, and like you said they're they're playing in Charlotte, so he's not going to have any pressure. I mean, they're barely on TV. So
0: <laughs> I hear this comparison a lot, and I don't I don't necessarily like it that much, but I've heard a lot of things of comparing Jamal Crawford and Malik Monk, which I – I've heard him and
1: J.R. Smith.
0: J.R. Smith I like a lot more because I could see him being a sixth man for his entire career where he's just that, that scorer off the bench that comes out and leads the second unit, and that's undervalued a lot. I don't think people understand how important that is for a team to have somebody that can just come off the bench and be able to score
1: provide a spark, yep. I think I mean I see the I mean he's just, he's an undersized JR, I can see that. JR is about 6-6. Malik's what? 6-3 maybe? Yeah,
0: 6-3. But all right, now I'm going to go ahead and get this thing that I had planned for this episode. Um so 2014 NBA draft is honestly going to be a sneaky really good draft, I think, because there's a lot of good players that came out of that draft and before October they'll have to sign their extensions or they'll become restricted free agents next year and I kind of wanted to go through the list and ask you if you think they should sign the extension or play and wait until the restricted free agent comes up so they can uh, try to get more money or what your thoughts are on each player going into this kinda alright so we're gonna start I'm gonna start off with the big names I mean Obviously, number one is Andrew Wiggins. I think I think they'll have to re-sign him. I, I don't think there's any question that they're not going to re-sign him. I, I think yeah. they already did, actually.
1: I don't think they did. Oh, they haven't? I don't think so, unless I missed it. But I, I agree. that I think they have to at some point because you, you've invested all that time into him. He's been there. Uh, I mean, he's been there with Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Um, he got there a year earlier than him. But I mean, and now you got Jimmy Butler. I mean, that's a good, that's a good core right there. You got to keep that intact.
0: Oh, I I was right. It there was a couple articles yesterday. It says Timberwolves expect to sign Andrew Wiggins to a five-year, one hundred forty-eight million dollar extension.
1: Okay. Well, they haven't. They haven't yet, but they're going to. Yeah, and you okay.
0: you have to. I mean, he he is a, a amazing scorer in the NBA already, and he's only 21, 22. So. You're gonna to have to pay him big money. His defense will come. I think he has the athleticism. He has Jimmy Butler there. That's gonna he's gonna be playing against every day. It's definitely gonna come. So I I don't have a problem with that at all.
1: Look, there's there's only so many six eight long athletic wings that can that are as skilled as him. And he's got he had a good year last year. He's getting better. And look, like you said with Jimmy Butler, I think it's only gonna help him. So that's yeah. They have to re-sign him.
0: Um, next big name, I'd say is Joe bead I don't think you can sign him yet. I don't think you can sign him to a max extension before you see him perform this year. I think you have to wait and test him and restrict the free agency and sign him next year, I guess.
1: I would agree with that. I mean, he's got to at least play half a season. <laughs> it would be nice to, be, to see him play a full season because, man, when he was healthy last year – uh he was he was a top two big man in the league. I mean he was so dominant and he's he might be the most skilled big man in the league. I mean he can he can handle it. Can Carl Anthony squeeze. Towns back off. I said might. I mean, you know, let's let's give it some time. Let's let's see if he can stay healthy. Uh but I mean defensively too, he's really good. So
0: Yeah, I, I just have the feeling that you don't wanna sign him right now. Because if he goes out and has another 32-game season, I mean, it doesn't matter how well he plays. You're just screwed in the long run if, if you have a guy on your team for five years that can't stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I say you hold off and just play it out. And, you know, hope just wish that he stays healthy.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's all you can do is just pray that he's able to have a year this year. I don't even need them to we've have seen, we, We've seen
1: cuz because we we have seen a lot too like when teams do that when they just if they just have if a player just has flashes but they've had injury problems but they're really good when they're healthy they end up going up and signing them to the max deal and then you know ends up not being able to play and that hurts you well oh, that hurts you so much cuz you, you you can't get any uh, other assets cuz you're paying that guy
0: Yeah I mean you don't even need them to play like he did in the 32 games, if you can get 75% of the production, but like 40 more games, I think they'd take that in a heartbeat. If he went out and averaged 17 points and eight rebounds a game, they would sign him to the max right away. I don't don't think it really matters on what his performance, I mean, obviously he has to perform somewhat well, but I, I think... If he can prove that he can stay healthy, they'll sign him no matter what.
1: And the thing is, like they should, they should uh, be able to somewhat limit his minutes a little bit because they have uh, Jahlil Okafor, who's a a damn good backup center.
0: Yeah, I'm excited to ask um, James Blackman about Joel Embiid. I, I have some questions I want to ask about Joel Embiid. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next big name I would say is probably Jabari Parker, and he's another one that I mean, when he's played, he's been he's shown flashes of being one of the best scorers at the four position in the league, but with two torn ACLs, I think you kind of have to wait on him too, because he's not even going to be I, back until January.
1: Look, I, we talked about him before. You know how much I I love Jabari Parker but and look Joel Embiid is kind of iffy you know you could give him the max or not but Jabari Parker absolutely not would not do it two ACL tears that's too much man like if i mean i'm not saying his careers are over or anything like that but you got to you got to wait and see how he comes back and if he can stay healthy like that's just to me it's a no brainer no way i'm giving him a max right now or extension he's he's no going to get
0: the max from somebody next summer it's just whether you want to do it now or wait until you, I mean, they're obviously going to be privy to information that no other team has next year. So I, I would just hold off because no matter what, he can still be on your team the following year. It's just
1: wait Exactly. That's yeah. why no brainer to me. Wait it out. <laughs> just wait it out until he's a uh, restric- restricted free agent.
0: <coughs> yep. Yep. Um, there's a lot of big names that are on this list. I mean, Gary Harris is another big name for the Nuggets. He, I mean, his numbers aren't that great, but you can see the talent in him. I mean, the Michigan State alum is is a pretty damn good player as well.
1: I would resign him right now if I could because I think he uh, –
0: He's not a max uh, player though, is he?
1: I don't know. In today's NBA, I mean, look, you got Alan Crabb who's a max player right now. So, I mean <laughs> – he averaged be.
0: last year. He averaged 15 points a game, 42% from behind the arc, three rebounds, two assists in a steal game, three assists. That's three rebounds, three assists in a steal game.
1: I just think he's really good for their team, though, too. Like he's he fits their the personnel well, uh, and plus he's still 23 years old. I mean, he's still I mean he's still really young. He's got uh, room to improve. And, I mean, he's gotten better every single year he's been in the league, so I would I would, I would, re-sign him right now.
0: Damn it, dude. I just looked up his stats, and the first thing that pops up is drafted by the Chicago Bulls. We freaking traded. That, that
1: I remember that. <laughs> I remember that, man. That was...
0: Him hey and another player on this Another,
1: list. Another great move by the Chicago Bulls.
0: Well... I would have been fine if Doug McDermott was still on our team, but we traded him for a freaking bag of rocks.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just like you did with uh, dude for the dude it's on the Warriors now. Jordan Bell. Uh, Jordan Bell. Yeah, yep. Get, trade him for, what, $2 million? <laughs> <laughs> um, That'll get you a lot.
0: Yeah, so the other name that was involved in that trade for Doug McDermott for um, – Gary Harris and Joseph Nurkic. He he just got traded to the Trailblazers with about 30 games left last season, and he he turned that team around. I mean, Damian Lillard started playing a lot better, but they played well when Nurkic was on the floor. So I'm I'm interested in him as well. I don't, he's definitely not a max player, but he has some. Good numbers, and he's had a couple good games where he's definitely going to get paid.
1: Yep, I agree. I think the Trailblazers like should do what they can to keep him. He fits their team well.
0: They just have so much money invested into
1: Well, I guess they got rid of Crab, didn't they? So they don't. They'll
0: have some money in the offseason. Yeah, they freed they freed up some space, but they signed Evan Turner to that stupid contract. I mean, he averaged fifteen and ten when he was with the, the Trailblazers last year in twenty games.
1: Yeah. I mean, 3 assists look, too. Yeah. I'm I'm not a big Evan Turner guy, but I mean, look, teams sometimes they feel like they have to keep a certain guy because they feel like they fit well with their team. And I guess it was just one of those situations. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have him that that contract, but that's just me.
0: Yeah. So, we'll see if <laughs> If they'll have the money to resign Nurgich, I'm assuming they will, but it's just a matter of how much, I guess. Right. Some other interest. There's so many interesting names on this list. It's kind of kind of wild. Zach Levine. I would assume the Bulls would have to resign him. It doesn't really that trade would be useless if they <laughs> if they didn't. It would be so bulls I would not to. I was going
1: to say I would resign him, but, you know, knowing the bulls, they'll probably just let him walk and not get anything for him.
0: Nah, <laughs> no, I have a feeling they'll resign him, but I guess we'll see him off his ACL injury this year. But from everything I've seen, he looks like he's ready to go. He He's as athletic as ever, and I've watched a lot of videos of him since with his workouts and stuff. He's one of those uh, – Drew Hanlon players. I like do – you, do you know who Drew Hanlon is? I do not. He's a, a trainer in the NBA, and he he's with Jason Tatum, Zach Levine, Jordan Clarkson, uh, Kelly Oubre, Bradley Beal, uh, Joel Embiid. Um,
1: Good names there.
0: Myers <coughs> Yeah, I can
1: definitely see him having a, a – if he can stay healthy, he could have a breakout year because – um he's i mean he's going to be one of the go-to guys for that team.
0: Yeah, especially when they buy out Dwayne Wade, he'll he'll be the number one scoring option for sure.
1: What's the hold up on all that? Why are they haven't they done that yet?
0: Be I I Zach so Zach Levine, they don't think he's going to be ready for the start of the season still. They they kind of want to hold it back and I think they're just trying to fill space and they also I think them and Dwayne Wade are really far apart on how far they want or how much money they want to
1: buy him out for. Okay. Well, the thing is, uh, I, I was I read an article about a couple weeks ago saying uh, it was about Dwayne Wade and like they were saying like a lot of the young guys really don't like him.
0: Uh, I don't know how much I buy into all that.
1: Because to me, I mean, I obviously don't know Dwayne Wade personally, but I mean just. He just seems like he's so well-liked around the league that I just find that hard to believe why young guys who grew up watching him play wouldn't like a guy like that.
0: You don't deal with this as much in Indiana, but Chicago is like one of the, obviously one of the biggest markets in sports, so people are just like looking for stuff to talk about all the time and they nitpick at every single little thing. I mean, it's like that with the Cubs. It's definitely like that with the Bears. But the Bulls... I I think people are just trying to find stories and Dwayne Wade is all over Snapchat and stuff. He, he's been, he took like a month and a half vacation in Europe somewhere. I'm not 100% sure where it was, but some writer in Chicago wrote an article about how players like the younger guys are out there working at the uh, Bulls training facility and how they didn't like that Dwayne Wade was over in Europe instead of Working out with them, but in the in reality, Dwayne Wade's a three-time champion, one of the best top three shooting guards of all time in NBA history. Like he doesn't yeah, need to he's, be. He's, he's time. done.
1: He's done his time. He doesn't need to be doing all the extra work. <laughs> and
0: I'm sure. I'm sure he's still working out every day. And,
1: and yeah, exactly. It, I I just
0: think it was kind of overblown story that doesn't really have that much truth behind it. I don't think the players really are jud- like mad at him for like not being yeah. there.
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: It just makes them probably look better and have more playing time. I don't really think they would really – yeah, I, I don't know. It just doesn't well, really make much sense.
1: The thing, Like you said, Dwayne Wade, he's been, this is going to be his 15th year. He's put in – like at, at some point, you know, you put in your time. Not that he, – and he's still working out. It's not like he's not doing anything. He's and, just, you know, taking a little more vacation time.
0: And obviously – he knows he's probably not gonna. He's not in the long haul with the Bulls. He's not gonna be on the team that long. So, like, why? Yeah, he's would, at
1: he's at the down the down half of his career. I mean, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if this might be his last year.
0: Yeah, I I really wouldn't be either. I've I've seen a lot of things about him going to L.A. and I've seen a lot of things about him going to Cleveland. Those are the two teams. But uh, Clippers we'll, or the Lakers? The Lakers. We'll talk about that in a, later. But I'm I, I'll go back to this list. Uh, Clint Capella's on there. The Rockets will have to re-sign him. He's been amazing for them since they drafted him. I agree. He he's definitely a rim protector. He he's an old school center, and I I he's been great for him. He fits that role perfect. He doesn't need the score to be effective.
1: Yeah, he's because they got a bunch of shooters and they got Harden. Uh, you know, taking majority of the shots. You know, someone's got to get the rebounds, and he's usually right there. So that's a perfect fit. He's okay with it. He's okay with that.
0: Yeah, and then some other interesting. We'll do two more names and that'll be that'll be it. Uh, Marcus Smart for the Celtics? Oh, we'll do three more. I take that back. Three more. Marcus Smart for the Celtics. I they'll have to re-sign him. I mean, they got rid of Avery Bradley, so they're going to need that guard defender. So it won't be a shot. Are they go
1: are they going to be able to?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they will.
1: Cuz they got what? They got Kyrie's contract. They got Gordon Hayward and Al Horford.
0: Yeah, the, I I don't th- well, Marcus Smart's no max player either. I think he'd be like a he'd be like a middle, t- probably like ten million, eleven million a year. What do you but, think?
1: But so you don't think anyone will give him, you know, just one team just give him maybe a max like the Brooklyn Nets or something like that?
0: I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting. I feel like him and D'Angelo Russell would be kind of a good one-two pair. That, that's interesting saying that.
1: Yeah, because you know some of these teams, like you know Brooklyn or hell, maybe even maybe even Indiana, you know or they're the gonna Bulls. have money. Like, yeah, because they're all three of those teams are gonna have money to spend. They might just say hey, screw it, let's just give this guy a max deal. I
0: I don't know if about max, case, but I I know what you mean. It'll be high dollar. I could see the the Bulls are definitely gonna be in 15, that 20, next year.
1: 15, 20 million.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Bulls are definitely gonna be one of those teams next year. I have a feeling
1: because they'll still so have talent. will too. The the who, Pacers.
0: Yeah, but the Pacers aren't really a hot destination for teams. If you, you know that,
1: well, I know. But, but I mean, if, look, if you are Marcus Smart, the team pays you. I mean,
0: I guess he did go to Oklahoma State. It's not like he had too much over yeah, there.
1: It's not like Marcus Smart's a superstar now.
0: Yeah, no, you are right. And then we can,
1: we can get we can get good role players. That's not a problem.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Uh, two other names that I wanted to talk about: Julius Randall. He definitely won't be re-signed. There's no way.
1: I agree, and there's no. To me, there's. He's shown flashes. He's gonna be good, but to me, you you don't. Really, if you're the Lakers, especially, you don't have to have him. If you if you do re-sign him, you know, fine. If it's a, as long as it's a good deal, like contract for them wise. But if you let him go, you let him go. To me, that's that's not really. Wouldn't be that big of an issue.
0: Well, the reason the reason I say that is because obviously next summer is where the Lakers want to be is with Melo. I mean, with uh, LeBron and Paul George being free agents, so it really it wouldn't really make sense to sign him to an extension right now, knowing that those two are going to be on them. And then you're going to have Brandon Ingram too, so there there wouldn't be a space, there wouldn't be a need for Julius Randle if you got Paul George or LeBron.
1: Maybe, maybe even Russell Westbrook too. That's what, uh, who knows. Well, one of those two. Not, I, obviously, not all three of them. But
0: I think he'll sign that contract extension. He's going to get paid way too much not to.
1: Look, if I were him. I mean, if he if he wants the money, that's great. But he's not going to win a championship in OKC. I'm I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen.
0: I think I think this could be a good year for OKC. I think. They could give the Warriors the run for their money.
1: Uh, I, but please tell, me you didn't, please tell me you didn't just say that.
0: Discussion for another day. Uh, but last name I was going to uh, mention is Aaron Gordon. I think you'd have to re-sign him, give him the extension right now, because what else does the Magic have to buy on
1: him? <laughs> like, well, who else is the Magic going to either bring in, or who else do they have on their team that's even worth watching? He's not even really a great player. He just gives you some highlight real dunks once in a while to bring some fans to come watch and see that.
0: <laughs> I talk about how bad the Bulls are. I can't even describe to you how bad the Orlando <laughs> Magic are.
1: Ever since Dwight, they trade Dwight, they've been absolutely god awful, man. Terrible. They and the thing is, they have they have nothing to look forward to. They don't have really great young talent, and oh. they keep getting you know, all these draft picks like they're not. Well, they, like the, the
0: guy, they, they just took Jonathan Isaac. I mean, he has some promise, but still Yeah,
1: you're right. But still that's one guy, and like they've been in the lottery, what, the last five years? And yeah. they haven't they haven't gotten anybody like yet, you know? It's like the <laughs> so other so one I mean, on right that now, list
0: is Alfred Payton. He's on the magic too. <laughs> but I doubt <laughs> they'll re sign him. They don't really have a I mean, what has he done? He has flashes of, like, really good games, but for the most part, it's just not, like, anything that great. I mean, the league is kind of set up for him to fail. He's a guard you can't shoot. There's not that many of those anymore.
1: Look, like you said, right now they're living and dying off Jonathan Isaac. Like, they're praying to God he's going to be the savior. That's what they're banking on right now.
0: Knowing, knowing their luck, they'll probably run him into the fucking ground and they'll be done. He'll, He'll just be done. He'll be out of the league in, like, three years
1: or or he'll be a really good player and they'll trade him like they did with Shaq and Dwight <laughs> Yeah, those... and uh, T-Mac
0: yeah they they definitely find the ways to uh, mess up all the time
1: all the time
0: alright well that's that list um, I'm trying to think of anything else well Doug Collins just got hired by the Bulls so the Bulls made their first competent move in like the last four years so that's pretty cool um hopefully he kind of takes over for Gar and Pax like he just is in charge of everything basically. That'd be that'd be what I could pray for. I mean, he was Jordan's first coach. Uh he was there for 3 years, I believe, and he has the third highest winning percentage in Chicago Bulls history as a coach behind Phil Jackson and Tom Thibodeau.
1: Just not, not, not bad people to be behind.
0: No. Not at all. So I uh I have faith in him. He talks about how much he loves the Bulls, and one thing I I'm I'm shocked he came because he definitely had disagreements with the way the Bulls did things. He was not happy with them deciding the rebuild. So I'm interested to see how quick he has ideas of building this team up and how quick he can be able to, he's going to be able to do it. So I'm really intrigued by that, and I I'm so happy because be, I'm just glad Gar and Pax aren't going to have as much of a look responsibility in rebuilding this team
1: yeah it's about time those guys go they've been there long enough
0: they're still there but he's an advisor to them. No, I,
1: I know i'm just saying and like i hope uh, doug eventually is in charge of everything i mean it doesn't surprise me though that it all happened because he's in chicago all the time anyway i mean his co- his son coaches at northwestern so he's there all the time i mean it's kind of a good fit i mean he's right there in chicago and he still can go watch his son coach you know
0: yeah, actually the uh junior college that I was the assistant at uh before me, the assistant coach was his nephew, was Doug Collins' nephew. So, he's definitely familiar with the area around Chicago, a couple hours around Chicago, I guess.
1: Exactly. So, it's oh, a good fit.
0: Yeah, he said he's ready to be at home back in Chicago cuz that's where he calls his home. So, I'm I'm definitely happy about that. Um do you have anything else you really want to get to?
1: Uh, no, man. We covered a lot today. Oh, shit. Uh, we, we still right. have
0: – just kidding. We still have a couple things we got to talk about now that I think about it. We had the whole Kyrie interview yesterday on the that's right, on that's ESPN right. first take. That, that was laugh out loud funny. He did not want to be there at all. He must have just been like forced.
1: I'm just that's what I was saying. I was gonna say, like, was he who the hell forced him to be there? Because he sure as heck did not want to be there. He 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 was dodging questions left and right.
0: I just thought it was so funny when when he was like, You're just looking way too far, you're you just care way too much about this man. Like at the end of the day, does like what the hell? Like that that was so funny.
1: Talking about, you're talking about when he was talking to max
0: when he's talking to max kellerman yeah that he's just like you just care way too much man
1: <laughs> well look he, he, they were just trying to get some answers and Kyrie was just blow, basically blowing them off so i think max was just trying to say look like give us something here you that you know the whole point of you coming here was to kind of maybe clear the air and you didn't even do that. Like I, I don't have, think
0: Kyrie cares about that, though. I think he was well, probably. Why, why
1: was he on the show? I
0: think he was forced to by his PR team or something. Not, and then, no
1: one forces Kyrie yeah. to do anything. I, like he says, he's his own man. He's he's an evolving man, 25-year-old. Like, like we heard that response 50,000 times yesterday in the freaking interview, questions about LeBron or why you wanted to leave or whatever, whatever it was.
0: Hey, he said there was no disrespect towards LeBron or anyone in Cleveland, so get off his dick, dude.
1: Yeah, right. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah. So 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 let's just say let's just say uh like me and you end up having our own uh like T V show in the future and I and me and let's say I left for to get to have my own show but I didn't tell you about it. How would you feel?
0: Oh don't even compare that to LeBron.
1: LeBron what they, are you talking about that's a, that's a that's a valid comparison. There
0: is literally like maybe two two teammates in the history of LeBron's career that are actually like happy that are they actually like like LeBron after he they're done playing with him. That's Dwayne why. Wade Dwayne We're Wade to, and Don do. Dwayne Wade and James Jones name one other. Oh, the only other one uh, I could
1: – How about Richard Jefferson, J.R. Smith, Kevin Love. They still uh, play with him. Mi- Mike Miller.
0: They still play with him. Not Mike Miller, but Mike Miller – I don't hear Mike Miller praising LeBron all the time. Mike
1: Miller? He's been on ESPN First Take several times praising LeBron.
0: I don't know. Mo Williams definitely I did, I did, did, I did, but that's – Mo Williams definitely did, but the only reason he did that is Dogalskis. because – It's because he got paid because LeBron. That's the only reason.
1: But now Kyrie's is the only is he's the only guy who's who's pulled anything like that. He's the only guy that really has no love for LeBron. And that's all because of his ego.
0: I'm not even saying no love. I just mean that say that LeBron's a good teammate. I don't necessarily LeBron's great. I get that. But I don't necessarily think he's that. You don't great think of a, he's team... a
1: good teammate. Why is he? Why, why do you think that?
0: I, I don't know. I just I feel like he leaves everything in a terrible situation. Everything. He left Miami in a terrible situation. He left Cleveland in a terrible situation. And when he leaves Cleveland again this year, he's going to leave them in a terrible situation. I
1: don't don't think. How did he leave Miami in a terrible situation? They still had Bosch and Wade.
0: Bosch couldn't even play that year.
1: He played that year. He played like halfway
0: through. Well,
1: it's not like LeBron knew he was going to have blood clots. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) But he,
0: he still definitely left. When he decided that he had enough of them and that they weren't going to win, he was just out. I I'm not saying it was the wrong decision on LeBron. I just think he leaves bad taste with people because he does stuff like that.
1: Look, I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. I agree. You know, the way uh, he the way he left Cleveland, um, that's really the only negative you can to me that I could say about him. But everything else, I don't. I mean, I think it's just. Over the top, always overblown. He gets criticized mainly mainly for nothing. When he uh,
0: leaves, when he leaves Cleveland this year, he's going to leave them in a terrible, terrible situation.
1: Well, look, he he won him a championship. I mean, I I
0: get that. All, all I'm saying is there hasn't been a situation he hasn't left that hasn't turned out bad for the team. That's all I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with you on. I shouldn't have said he's a bad teammate. I just think he's in a lot of things for himself, which I i guess I get. But I
1: yeah, mean, sometimes you gotta have—you gotta be like that.
0: Yep. All right. And then the last thing we got to talk about is my boy Kevin Durant. He didn't
1: look too hot on on Twitter yesterday, did he? but Please to like, just tell me right now. Don't tell me you're gonna try to defend him. Please oh no, don't. no, this, he, is, this is not defendable whatsoever.
0: He looked like a baby back bitch yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I love Kevin Durant. He just,
1: dude, talk talk about a guy. Like, can you imagine? Just imagine. Please imagine right now if LeBron did this. This would be headline story news. Like, explain so many- explain
0: to people what he did, please. Kevin Durant. Yeah,
1: he made a fake. Uh, was it Twitter or Instagram?
0: He had both. But supposedly, a lot of players in the league have fake Twitter. And,
1: and... Okay, so well, so he had a fake account, and then he was commenting on his like official, like official account with a check mark. Or or, or no, he was or he was just arguing with uh, some of his critics about what they were saying to him, and then he threw. He threw basically the whole gold, uh, Oklahoma City organization under the bus, saying, you know, he didn't want he didn't like playing for Billy Donovan, and and besides Russ, you know, the team was garbage. Like that's why he left. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> I mean, are it you was kidding de- me, man?
0: it was definitely a bad look. Uh, but
1: talk about shady, man. That's why. That's why some of the he he gets he gets so upset about some of these uh, Twitter memes and like. I mean, some of it. I'm sorry, man. He he brings it on himself. Yeah, no, I definitely
0: agree with that. I definitely agree with that that he brings it on himself. But you could say the same about LeBron too. You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah, he does bring some of that stuff on himself. But I agree. But I definitely agree. He hasn't he hasn't done anything nearly this this pathetic. No, (laughs) it
0: it definitely it definitely made KD look like a little loser. I I agree with that.
1: Like if he wasn't if he wasn't a top two player, like he would be absolutely ridiculed. I mean, even more. Yeah. Like so, but it was it was funny. I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious.
0: It was definitely a good story for for right now when there's nothing going on in basketball. Right, right. I got a question for you. Who do you think's gonna who who do you think's the powerhouses in college basketball this year?
1: College basketball, I would say Michigan State, since Miles Miles Bridges is coming back. Uh, Arizona. Hey,
0: so I, I tweeted out today my top four favorite teams, and you're two for two so far.
1: Okay. Uh, Duke. Yep, three for three. And fourth one, I would say... Kansas, maybe?
0: I had Kentucky. I had Kentucky. Kentucky? K- All this,
1: right.
0: I, I think Kentucky is the best team in the country this year. They, I think this might be Cal's best team that he's ever had.
1: Uh, I gotta, I'm got. i going to have to see this team play before I say that. That 2014 team was damn good. 2014, the, 2012. 2012. Tw- 2015,
0: 2012. There, there's been a lot of really good Cal teams, but 2011 with John Wall, the Marcus Cousins. I think
1: that 2015 team was the best college basketball team who never won a championship in in history in the history of college basketball.
0: They'd be seniors this year. Could you imagine if they still had uh, all those players from those teams?
1: They would. They would have went undefeated last year, and they would have went undefeated this year.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm sad. Isaiah Briscoe left because. If there's one thing that this team's missing, I think is probably a facilitator point guard. And if Briscoe would have never left, he would have definitely filled that role for this team. But Kevin Knox is – he might be a top four pick in the draft. Uh, he's a small forward for Kentucky. And their big man is is fantastic. I, his name slipped my head, but I've watched so many videos on him the last couple of days. And I'm sold that he's – He's gonna be the best player in college basketball this year. He he's an Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns like skill, and he's seven one.
1: That's big time. I haven't seen him. Nick, I haven't seen any film on him or anything. But
0: Nick Richards, that's his name.
1: Okay, well yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to predict what I I did. Now you mentioned I did see your tweet. You predicted uh, what the final four? Yeah, so right. what it was.
0: I mean, I mean it's I, like, it doesn't it, really it's matter. Impo- it
1: is impossible to project a final four in the beginning of the year because you got to take into consideration, you know, there's injuries, you know, there's teams, there's sleeper teams, and then when the tournament comes. Whoever gets one of these where, mid-majors. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but, you know, preseason, those would be, you know, top four, top five, Kansas, throw Kansas in the mix. Those would be the top five, I would say. Yeah, Michigan State, that is going to be big time.
0: I think uh, USC is going to be really good this year too.
1: You say USC or UNC?
0: USC, USC, USC. Yep. They were.
1: Yeah, they, they got a good coach.
0: Yeah, and they have everybody coming back from last year, and they they were a pretty damn good team last year too.
1: They made it to uh, I think the round of thirty two, but they had a playing game too.
0: Yeah, but they also the the Pac-12 was loaded last year.
1: It has been, it has been. It they've probably been the most underrated conference the last couple of years, I would say.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. The Big Ten is probably going to have a down year this year, but Michigan State will definitely be good. Wisconsin will be good again. Um,
1: Indiana will be down. Uh, Ohio
0: State's going to be down. Yeah.
1: Illinois, you know.
0: (laughs) Illinois hasn't been good in a long time. Michigan will be good. I think Illinois has a good coach, though. I think they'll be good in a couple years.
1: Let's hope so. Let's hope so.
0: Let's pray.
1: We thought that about uh, old Johnny Gross, and we all know how that turned out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll we'll see with IU, too. They got a new coach, our old Archie Miller. Um, He did really well at Dayton. We'll yeah. see if you can uh, turn IU's program around.
0: We'll definitely get a, re- or a preview of IU. Well, I guess James Blackman probably doesn't know that well anymore because he probably hasn't been around that much with Archie Miller as the coach now. I got so he's, many times.
1: He's, he's worked out there, down there a couple times.
0: Yes, I have so many Tom Crean questions too. I am so excited to talk about Tom Crean.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm, so, I'm, I'm a little surprised he didn't get another job but he will next year yeah i have i have some questions too that man is crazy
0: what a family the harbaugh brothers and tom Crean. i would Sister, love to yeah. be at that family christmas that'd be so awesome
1: <laughs> like w- w- he, like just imagine jim harbaugh and tom Crean in the same room like they, they wouldn't be they wouldn't be able to sit down they're probably just walking back and forth talking to each other all the whole time because they can't sit still
0: they're on a podcast together now
1: are they really? You, you
0: need to go listen. Jim Harbaugh came out with a podcast, and the, there was an episode with Tom Crean. It's gonna be awesome. Shout,
1: speaking of Jim Harbaugh, how about shout out to to Michigan right now? They're they're on a tear right now, so hopefully uh, they can keep that going. Why
0: are they still ranked so low? Like, I mean, not low. They're ranked eighth or whatever, but I don't get why they're ranked seventh right now. I think they're seventh. Why? Yeah. I don't know why they're not in the top five. Like I've beat
1: big teams they beat florida i mean i i couldn't tell you the thing that the thing that makes me mad is that ohio state's ranked i think they're still ranked eight or nine and they got blown out by oklahoma
0: yeah i mean
1: i think i think college football they play a little bit of favoritism yeah if they you're definitely Al- if you're, if you're alabama, definitely want teams
0: like ohio state in, the,
1: in yeah, the final four not saying alabama like i mean because they clearly deserve getting in almost every year but it I'm saying if if they have like a loss on their resume, and you have like a say, uh, I don't know, like a Mississippi, let say like a Mississippi State went undefeated and they, you know, they beat all those SEC teams, the committee would try so hard to get Alabama and over Mississippi State, if that's what it came down to, just because it's Alabama, well, oh. more people want to see Alabama.
0: Definitely, definitely. All right, well. Shit, your Colts suck, dude. So do the Bears, but <laughs>
1: tell me about it. At least the Bears have been competitive. Well, oh no! Well, the Col- the Colts damn well. I mean, they they, g- they gave the freaking game away last week. That, the
0: Bears were not competitive week two. They lost. They got their
1: ass kicked by Tampa Bay. Did you Did you see how the Colts lost? No. Oh, they had a ten point lead going in the fourth quarter and pissed down their leg and blew it. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett through an interception in overtime after uh after the Cardinals missed the field goal to win the game so i mean it yeah you know indiana indiana sports suck right now man it's not it's not fun, it's not a fun time
0: no same in <laughs> chicago other than the cubs six in a row six in
1: a row that's right. Hey, that's right, man. They're they're coming on at the right time. That's exactly. one thing we got, that's one thing we got going for us. They got a, got about what uh 20 games left. Four, or no, thir- 13. 13 or 13, 13. 13 or 14. Yeah. yeah, 13 or 14. So they got a four game lead. I mean, they're looking good, man. Looking good.
0: Still have a few games with the Cardinals and the Brewers, so those are the make and break series, but
1: they they just got done sweeping the Cardinals. I'm more worried about the Brewers. I'm not really worried about the Cardinals.
0: Nah, I'm always worried about the Cardinals. The Cardinals are the worst. They always find their way to sneak back in. They always they always are trying to screw me over. That's what the Cardinals are trying to do.
1: But, you know, like that was when we were growing up. I feel like the tables are turning. I feel like like the Cubs, we've had their number like the last two, three years. We've had their number.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, hopefully it continues. Hopefully.
0: All right. Until next time, guys. Peace.